Welcome one and all to Ladies with Gumption, episode 152, Gratitude Overload. We are the Ladies with Gumption. We recap DCTV in a flash. I'm Tatiana, and I'm here with... Jessica. And May. And you can find us at ladieswgumption.tumblr.com or ladieswgumption at gmail.com, our Twitter, at DCTVGumption, and the actual podcast at Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Of course, you can also find us at our Patreon, patreon.com slash DCTVGumption, where not only will you get the episodes 24 hours in advance, but you can also listen to us talk about anything and everything that you wish, including The Mandalorian and Bridgerton, The Boys and The Witcher, WandaVision, and all the Marvel shows, and coming up next, Black Widow. On to news. We got the new DC Titans trailer out. Would you ladies like to talk about it? I like I, I saw it without sound because I was at work, but um, I liked that there were shots of it. It still feels very Gotham centric and Jason Todd focused, um, but we did get some interesting flashes for Corey and um, the Starfire Blackfire storyline. So I don't know. Bruce said that um, he wanted Dick to be a better Batman, so that's that's something that's going on. But I don't know. What do you think, May? Um, it was there. I'm very excited for the Corey stuff from because, like you said, we got we only got glimpses of it, but it seemed really interesting. Which is like, really weird since they were like teasing it as a royalty trailer, and like there's yeah. not very many royals in there. <laughs> it's all I I think it's really annoying because I'm sure that they're using Jason Todd as like, oh, we're gonna do the Red Hood storyline. Like this is how we're gonna bring people in. But yeah, also, I like that's like I don't care about what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. I don't I don't care about that story in this particular show <laughs> so i i definitely want more cord hopefully i mean i don't know anna seems excited so that makes me excited but the mm-hmm. the posters look i think i like the posters more than the actual trailer itself i like that guard got to head his own poster like he, mm-hmm. he at least he gets a, to be the lead of a poster <laughs> finally <laughs> uh well in the opposite side dc end well actually the opposite side of dc there you go we got the west allen vow renewal confirming that bullying works (laughs) (laughs) oliver is rolling over in his grave as we speak (laughs) i like that leanne thinks that she she did this (laughs) with her et interview like that's cute i'll give it to her (laughs) but she did get us like you know she made sure it's at the top of their minds exactly yeah, Thanks, and she, I think she's been. I mean, we've been pitching it to her, and then she's been asking since like 2018. So yeah, yeah. So it felt yeah, nice she, that she, she got did the what break. She had to do. She did, which was nice. So we're happy for all of us. <laughs> finally <Definitely>. got here. <laughs> yeah, we finally have actual people that we would want to have at the wedding. At the wedding, and we have Barry and Iris kissing after uh, a drought that was drier than the Sahara. So I'm very happy and pleased. Um, not pleased about the fact that Matt Ryan may be on the way out for Legend Season 7 because he did not show up in, like, the rap or something. He was named no, this there. Is, like, these are rumors, but basically um, Nick Zano posted a, a set pic of him in the trailer on um, day three of Season 7. So I guess they're shooting Season 7 now. And some eagle-eyed fans noticed on the dressing mirror for the hair and makeup team that Matt is not on the list. And so I guess he hasn't, I don't know if he's, I mean, because I don't keep up with BTS for Legends, but I guess maybe he hasn't been seen in Vancouver or, or whatnot. So 
who knows how the season and, will end for him. And that plays out with something that I was going to say in my dislikes about Legends Tomorrow. So I guess yeah. I can just save it for that. Oh, right. Um, Ruby Rose, allergic allergy to latex is one of the reasons she quit Batwoman, which, sure, I believe that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that she didn't have that, but I feel like we know that that's not the main reason the main reason that yeah. she was. i think like because in the article like she was doing this australian interview and she was saying that you know allergy to latex was one of the things because it started out as like a mild reaction then it got like progressively worse and then they were saying like that plus you know she did have that massive surgery because of like a mm-hmm. injury so she's like all these health issues are one of the reasons um but also i feel like you know for doctors they there are non-latex gloves so I'm sure that if that wasn't like the breaking reason of why she wanted to leave as the lead of a show, it just seems, you know, yeah, seems like a needle in the haystack of the reasons, right? Which if it is, and why, why are we still talking about it? <laughs> Stop bringing bringing attention to it, but yeah. So uh, now on to the main body of the story. Uh, with the format will be, as always, joy, no joy, feedback, ladies with gumption. May will take it away. Yes, I will make the attempt to take it away. On side A, we have the only side this week with Flash and Legends. First contact high slash break the chain. On Legends of Tomorrow, Bahrad is disappointed because the Legends have forgotten his birthday. So when they track an alien pod to 2024 and wind up at his favorite television sitcom, he thinks he's uh, it's really a surprise for him. Feeling guilty, Nate and Zari occupy Bahrad by keeping up the ruse by attending a taping of the show while Ava, Spooner, and Astra try to find the alien to get the timeline back on track. The alien turns out to be a baby named Gus Gus. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Rory's uh, behavior has been a little off because, um, well, he is pregnant from Kayla, right? Kayla, mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, you've got Sarah and Gary becoming determined to find out what happened with him. But he also gets uh, an unexpected visit from his daughter from the year 2024 as well. And she is pregnant herself. So you have mother, not mother, father, daughter, pregnant duo. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I think just in general, it sparks joy that Bikrat is finally getting a centered episode on him. Because I've been complaining about this for weeks about why he only seems to have like like weed is his personality trait and we don't really know much about him because his whole first year was rewritten and we didn't get to see um rewritten from like zari so we didn't really get to see him joining and his reasonings for joining and and what his like motivation is to become a legend um so it was good to see him in like the 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 main focus and that the episode focused on those exact things that I wanted to know. So that was great. Um, I, and it added like a lot of like layers and depth to him that I don't think that there, that well, there definitely wasn't there before. Um, I liked Imran. I thought that what he represented for Bihrat growing up, I thought he was like a good representation of that. Um, I liked getting to see Bihrat interact with him. You know, they say, you know, don't meet your idols, but in this time, in this case, it worked out <laughs> really well for him. Um, and I also like that Imran and uh, the executive producer, I forget the guy's name, but I like that they're brothers, um, the Saeed brothers. So we get like a similar sibling dynamic parallel to Bihrad and Zari, because you've got like, you know, one brother, one brother that's the star of the show and you have another brother that is like behind the scenes 
you know, trying to keep the stuff together. Um, like Zari is a star and then Bikrad is just kind of like trying to find his own path and keep things together kind of thing. Um, but then also um, in other ways, just like personality wise and, and stuff like that, um, you've got interesting little dynamic parallels there. Um, I, I was sad, but in like a hilarious way that everyone forgot his birthday, including his sister. <laughs> and I thought it was really smooth. Like Zari is the queen of like impromptu stuff because she's like smoothed it over really quickly. Like, look, surprise, we're seeing your favorite show. Um, so I thought that was that was like a funny um, legends hijink, <laughs> if you will. Um, I I liked, of course, all the Dekarad and Astra content. Um and like the whole, just like the whole sitcom part of the show, of the episode felt similar to like um, Al or one of those other, well, like from the '90s, like little um, Jim Henson puppet <laughs> things that you take over like the whole show and they're like the main character. Um, so I felt I felt like that kind of vibe, um, and I liked with Behrad and Astra again, like their dynamic and how. You know, she's very straight-laced and no-nonsense, and if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense kind of thing, and, and Bikarat is more, like, creative liberty, so it's also, like, a, a second dynamic parallel between Imran and his brother, because his brother is more, like, Astra, money-focused, and Bikarat is obviously more like Imran, so I like all of that. I thought all of that was, like, really, really good. Um, Astra chasing Imran on a go-kart, <laughs> the go-kart chase along the Hollywood, um, like, what do you what do you call it? Like the production back area, the back lot. Thank you. Yeah, That's the back where lot. I'm looking yeah. for. It. Yeah, chasing him through like the back lot. I thought that was like hilarious. Um, I thought it was funny that Nate had this quote unquote specific look that people are looking for from those neighbor and not Zari. And I think it makes sense in the sense that like, you know, it's it's like one of those like small little takes on Hollywood that it's like a minority led show. And the network is like already trying to push Imran to the side for this Muppet. <laughs> and now because it's a minority led show, there's gotta be one white person on there. So here's straight white male Nate. <laughs> He's a specific look. So um, I thought that it was all funny, but you know, with a point. Um, I liked Zari's talk with the, um, the, with the brother about, you know, how my model minority representation, how we all don't have to be one thing um to appeal to everybody you can all you can have like different um aspects of people just the same way that you know we do with like white characters get to be all kinds of things and same same thing can be with like minority characters um you don't have to re represent your entire race um and then on the other side i think even the the minor plot line of mick and lida i thought it was funny that you know sarah's thinking like mick is going to kill his boyfriend and turns out he's just like hormonal and pregnant <laughs> i totally called it when um gary freaked out about like she did the thing in your ear and it's like oh he's pregnant <laughs> so that was that was funny and then it's like an honorable mention spooner's curls were really popping so she looked really pretty <laughs> yeah they were <laughs> i definitely agree about the curls spinner looked really lovely this episode um, even though there wasn't like a lot, were you done? Sorry. Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. There wasn't a lot of like, like that much meat to what she and Sarah were up to, but it's still nice to see them out and about and looking fabulous. Um, also I love that legend when the legends does sitcoms period. So I think all of those episodes have been enjoyable and I enjoyed, I liked how they explored the concept of not just representation 
or not just the media, you know, and, and playing on certain sitcoms, but representation in the media and how that specifically helps shape youth, right? So, like, I think we can all relate or have an experience similar to Bayrod's with something in our in our childhood or in our adolescence that helped shape the way we think, if not actually inspired us in what we want to do in life. Um, so I thought that was really nice. And I loved that um, they managed to walk the line of the sincerity of that um, and the emotion behind that with just like the jokes. Like when Imran was like, wow, you must really love being a PA. <laughs> when Tara was saying like, yes, you, you're the one that you're the one that brought me here. I'm doing what I do because of you. And I was like, okay, wow. Um, also <laughs> speaking of people being really surprised, uh, Astra being like the greatest or the most uh, passionate, what was it again? Like, cast relations or something like that the, the person she's supposed to be she's a labor union like, <laughs> labor union that's what it was yeah they're like oh my god <laughs> what kind of labor union rep are you uh was hilarious i also just thought gus gus was just adorable he was looked like a furby uh and i wanted to keep him in my in a pocket which I, so i understand why the audience immediately took to him also as much depressing as everyone forgetting Bayrod's birthday is I also thought it was very uh, believable on a time ship. Like, I don't know how often they celebrate people's birthdays because <laughs> they don't know what day it is actually oh, at true. any given time. Um, so, so I thought that was like, it was a, it was like a fun or like an interesting tidbit, I guess, because it's like more so than like, Oh, all these people suck because they all forgot Bayrod's birthday. It's just how much Zari 1.0 loves Bayrod. Right. Because she's the one that remembered because she's always thinking about Bayrod because she literally sacrificed her entire life for Bayrod. So that was like an interesting, um, up anti-parallel <laughs> juxtaposition there you go uh also i just really loved imran uh i thought his relationship with his brother was really interesting and in how it paralleled both bayrod and zari and i think you said bayrod and astra which also makes sense but i like that um they got to see those brothers interact and sort of clash on ideals the same ideals that bayrod and zari might clash on and yet they still love each other at the end of the day and they want to be there for each other so it was like both teams of siblings learned from each other um also I, I do like I like the concept of Zari now being able Zari 1.0 being able to be out and about I think that's like good because it's depressing to think that she's just trapped in a, like a genie bottle except for when Nate comes and bones her but um I also speaking of that I did think the scene where they pulled him out was funny and he was like I was not done yet what's happening um Astra and Bayrod flirtation enjoyed I also liked that she was like at first kind of like in, into his money moves uh, era. She was like, oh, okay, it's a new life for you. And yet she was like, you know what? I like you better the way you are normally. She's like, you went too far. Let's go back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Pull it back. Pull it back. <laughs> and at the end, the birthday party was like a really nice, um, you know, pulling things together and everyone rallying around the birthday party. That was great. Yeah. And I also agree with you. Like, it's just nice to see Bayra get a real storyline that is more than just, I am a stoner. And of course the show was still about being stoners, right. but it did, it was like a jumping off point for like how Bayrod is so chill or whatever, you know? So like, it was nice. Also, I, I can't believe I liked the Nick plot, but I like a lot about his plot. <laughs> um, I loved how upset Lida was. Like, I thought it was like really believable, you know, like he disappeared for a year or however long it was and she thought he might be dead. And then it's like, it's almost worse that he's not dead because he just hasn't, you know, been around. Uh, also, I liked how she was pushing all his buttons when it came to her pregnancy, right? And, like, all these things that she's doing with a boyfriend or how she met him or whatever. Like, she's trying to get a reaction out of Mick. Um, the fake out was really great, too. 
and and the whole like sharing the feelings moment and when the boyfriend was like yes let those toxic man tears out <laughs> so like okay <laughs> I feel like it was like obviously it was purposely funny but I was also like the man tears aren't toxic it's toxic to repress them right. I understand the joke but like I don't know if he's stupid or if the writer wrote it wrong you know I don't know if it was like on purpose that he said that or if it was just like toxic man yes <laughs> anyway also glad he talked about Kayla um and that you know people acknowledged that she existed and then it was sad that she no longer existed um also throughout the episode Ava was being like super motherly and sweet with Lida which I thought was really nice she really wanted to help patch up the relationship so it really did feel like it was like one big family and I just hope that Mick will leave the show to raise his brood I'm very excited for him to be a father <laughs> mother figure parent you know just omnipresent parent a <laughs> single dad off screen just yes uh so yeah gary's reaction was hilarious when when he realized what had happened and he was like did she have the tentacles <laughs> yeah when that At happened first I thought it was because he was, was jealous going. that he slept with kayla but then i'm like no. oh no he's concerned for another reason <laughs> yeah yeah for a nasty reason but that's that's my take on it and, and they were beautiful um yeah i think what i always really appreciate about legends and i mean stems because of its it's an ensemble show, but the fact that every character sort of gets their due, or you know, mm-hmm. every episode they have their little standout moments and kind of like backstory. Like we had Astra this season, we had now we have Behrad, and everyone's sort of involved in the plot for the most part, uh, which is really nice. And I loved getting more backstory about him and like why he, why he is the way that he is, and and also sort of touching upon you know familiar pressures to be a certain way especially like um in his first generation immigrant experience you know having to he like growing up with a sister even who had all this fame and and his parents wanting him to be a specific thing but him not feeling that he was going to and how like we got little tidbits of that as the timeline started to change it's like this is not the Baharat everybody knows and loves and this is why we do love him the way that he is. And I liked uh, that message. It was great. And like Astra and Bharad flirting. Very, very lovely for me. I love those moments. I think that they work really well because they're opposites. Because like Astra's very commanding, queen of hell type shit. And Bharad's like, no, let's take it easy. We're chill. <laughs> and I feel like they have a really nice dynamic and a really nice balance. In terms of the Zari 1.0 slash 2.0, I did like the fact that they brought back Zari 1.0 in the sense that having Zari 2.0 forget her brother's birthday, even though I think it can be forgivable since they are, like you said, on a time ship, um, is interesting because it sort of shows like how even though this Zari grew up with her brother, that they take a lot, she takes like a lot of things for granted in terms of the mm. relationship and everything yeah. that you know, she has that Zari 1.0 does not have. So it was really a lovely conversation they had um, in the totem about that and how much Zari 2.0, like her, what her sacrifice really meant to have her brother be able to live his life and have birthdays and have friends and have an inspiration. Um, So that was really, really nice. And the fact that she's like, you know, you should go out and have this, this, this birthday with him because you deserve to get to know him as much as I get to know him. So I thought that was really, really sweet. And I love, you know, Imran's show in general, and it felt very Harold and Kumar to me. (laughs) And even that, you know, is very, specific tastes and I think that it's a nice commentary too on Hollywood and how like 
just because it doesn't necessarily make money doesn't mean it touched didn't touch someone's life and made an impact on them, which was um, a nice message also. And I loved the fact that also that their his uh, sibling dynamic with his brother kind of paralleled Zari and Behrad's relationship as well. And that whole chase sequence too through the back lot, I agree, was was hilarious. It was just so random and ridiculous. Asher <laughs> was so determined. She was like so <laughs> serious. <laughs> She really was. And of course, like Gus Gus was cute. And it's funny because I'm like, oh my God, is this like their Bebo replacement? Or I think they like they made a joke about how one character could try to take over the show if the writers let them. I was like, is this what y'all are trying to do with Bebo? <laughs> like let him take over the show. But of course it's happened with so many other shows where one character sort of overshadows everybody else. My first thought was like Family Matters with Urkel and how like oh, the Winslow yeah. family kind of stepped into the background for a little while there and he was only supposed to be like a guest star in like yeah. one episode yeah wild times <laughs> um and i also liked the mick plot in terms of the development in terms of like him actually getting to talk about kayla because i feel like they've really ignored her death since it happened and i did not like that even though she was with us for a very short period of time but the fact that mick got to be with his daughter again and kind of like paralleling that parenting the parenting aspects of uh, what was going on with both of them in their lives was really nice but on to what did not spark joy um well okay so I'm glad that we get to know like more about Behrad and and like why how this show is like influences life I understood the switch, but it also felt like money-making Behrad was also his one personality trait. And I'm like, surely, you know, going to business school wouldn't have, like, changed him that much or that extreme. I hope he wouldn't be like that. I don't know. Um, but it just it went from, like, one personality trait to the other. <laughs> I understand, right. like, you know, the reasoning for it. I feel like he could have, he still could have been, like, a little bit more dynamic but i guess like if he was then why would they change it back so you know it's like whatever um i don't i never like nate and zari <laughs> but i also feel like in a, as much <laughs> as i love the conversation between the two zaris in their little ancestral place and the whole idea of zari being able to 1.0 being able to come out and have a birthday with her brother um zari are, I don't even know. Both are, they're both our Zaris, but like Zari 2.0, it's like, you know, and you can stay out for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, okay, so now we get Zari 1.0, but then we'll have like Nate and Zari back full force, which, oh my God. Um, but it also feels like it happened conveniently when Constantine left to go chase magic in the outer space. And, you know, when he comes back, then probably conveniently Zari 1.0 would be like, you know what? I've had enough. I'll go back to my, my little ancestral place and they'll switch out. So it just feels like they're switching out for men. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. don't kind of like that. Um, and, you know, just the whole idea of Nate and Zari continuing to be a thing. I don't like. So like when we, when we were talking about, you know, Matt Ryan possibly not being in season seven, then I wonder if that's like part of the reason why they're bringing back Nate Zari and refusing to let it die. Um, but then what does that mean for like Zari 2.0 like she can't stay in the totem forever or maybe she could I don't know but I don't I don't like all of those options so we'll I don't know we'll see um, 
Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, that's pretty much like my biggest pet peeve was also that, that it really feels like they are letting Zari 1.0 come out because Katsuki isn't there for Zari 2.0 to be with at this point in time. And now that it sounds like or people might think that Constantine is leaving the show. I see. I wonder if they're just going to have her like go into space or whatever with him and then be like, Oh, Hey, look, it's fine. The timeline only has one Zari. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, and I guess it's like, yeah, it just feels like they're switching out four dudes. Um, and also like the only personality trait that Zari 1.0 has that's relevant to them is that she is in love with Nate. Cause it's like, I miss Nate. Mm-hmm. So Nate's coming to visit me. Okay. Now I, I'm going to get to go outside and visit Nate. <laughs> but no, she did get a nice moment with Bayrod, so it's okay. But still, I was like, eh, I don't like it. Um, also, just alien impregnation via eggs is like in the in the ear canal. It's just like the worst possible <laughs> alien impregnation. Like just even the eggs already in the first place doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, aliens are clearly like the humanoid aliens, even though she has like a tentacle monster, she still clearly is like behaves like a human otherwise. So like she does not lay eggs. But either way, it's gross. And I hate it. But thankfully, Gary was there to save it. And also, I like the idea of, you know, mpreg mix. So that's also fine. Just wish it wasn't that way. I just wish there was another way. And then finally, even though I totally agree with um, Jessica's reasons for it, I was really annoyed when Nate got the nosy land role instead of sorry. Even though I know it's like racism, selling out. See? LOL. And also, I was like, I'm not laughing. I want Nate to die. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing that I forgot, and it's probably it's a big thing, um, in my dislikes. Where's like where are we going? <laughs> with, yeah, with that's a good season? point. <laughs> because they killed um, what's his face, Bishop, Bishop, and he doesn't seem to be like he didn't. I guess he didn't make it to the cloud. I don't know. Kayla's I don't like know. I still dead, think he's alive dead. somewhere, probably. But, like, <sighs> yeah, <okay>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go ahead, May. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. It sort of does feel a little bit aimless right now. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, Legends is sometimes gets that way, but I feel like they usually keep the villain stuff until the end, which keeps people going. And now they did it at the beginning. And I'm like, yeah, they did it backwards. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wonderful, fantastic. Um, I think what irritates me in general is that we're not even seeing glimpses of where Constantine is going right now like what his journey is to get to the um not the Eternian is on my mind to the um whatever the place he's going to it the name always escapes me but um the fountain of Imperium yes thank you um the fountain of Imperium and like I, I would like to see it and that would be nice and I don't I still I'm a little salty that you know Zari got left behind because I feel like it's something all of the legends could have like somewhat helped out on um, but speaking of Zari I also agree that while it was great to see Zari 2.0 I feel like the writers can't fully commit to Zari 2.0 not that they haven't but like there's something off like they want to have it both ways and I'm glad that they didn't kill Zari 1.0 but at the same time it's like clearly her time on the show came to an end 
and they introduced a whole new Zari. So I feel like it would be better for everyone that they just let her and Baharad shine in the way that they're meant to versus trying to keep that connection with with Zari 1.0 and keep her around with Nate specifically because as soon as she popped out, she's like, oh, hey, Nate. I was like, you didn't say happy birthday to your brother. <laughs> like, is that how it's going to go? <laughs> um, I mean, she did, but like, I was just annoyed that, you know, first they make the whole totem thing about him specifically and then they bring her back momentarily to replace her own version of her a different version of herself so it, it's frustrating because I just want them to stick with one I, I sort of want them to have I guess done what Flash did with Nora and it's like this is just a new version of her it's the same person but she just lived a different life and I would be okay with that you know and I feel like they're just dragging it um, out and I don't want to see that <laughs> stuff with Nate especially since it just gets weird and creepy sometimes but anyway what did our lovely listeners have to say about Legends let's find out um, we have Suara feedback Legends this week was good I do wish the script and overall execution had been a bit better uh, but I loved watching Behrad be so affected by the re- representation he saw on screen. It was so meta for me, and I'm sure many other Mina and Muslim people were watching. There were some really great conversations had on the subject, and I especially love Zari telling Imran that even though his show doesn't necessarily represent most of their demographic, his presence and having a variety of us on screen is so vital. I'm glad they wrote that in. The cute alien intrusion and distracting attention away felt like a meta commentary on a certain little green alien drawing all the attention away from a show led by another minority. Oops, did I say that out loud? Anyway, I, Zari 1.0, anyway... Zari oh, 1.0 is back. Is that Yoda shade? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Although, to be fair, the mask is also masking his minority status. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, I agree. Um, Zari 1.0 is back. I'm glad they could find a way to allow that, but I couldn't help but feel incredibly sorry for, Z- for Zari 2.0 choosing to make that sacrifice. I know they'll switch back and forth, but it remains my fervent hope that they'll both be out of the totem. Honestly, I still hold the theory hope that they'll fuse into one being. Mm, no, 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 Swire. We can't do that. <laughs> um, the Mick plot yeah, was I think a... the time for that has passed. Yeah, the time for that has passed. The, the ships have diverged too much. <laughs> we cannot go back. <laughs> and I know Nate would win, and I can't have that in my life. I guess it'll be interesting to see how it turns out for him going forward. Overall, quite enjoyed this episode and love Bayrod getting more of the spotlight he deserves. Absolutely agree. Did Anita talk legends? No. Did anyone else talk legends? I think Zara's the only one this week. All right. Well, then, off we go. Excellent, excellent. Moving on to The Flash. Barry and Iris greet their future children, Nora and Bart, only for a shocking secret to threaten their new familial harmony. And that secret turns out to be that Godspeed is Bart's thong. Dun, dun, dun. And he killed his beloved Uncle Jay right in front of him in the future. So, hey, Jay survived for that long. It's, I'm only mildly, mildly disappointed <laughs> that it's not Grandpa Jay. Like, I know he's not your real grandpa, but, like, honestly. Right. <laughs> yeah, you should say Grandpa Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, the Godspeed War intensifies and threatens to destroy Central City with the speedster putting Bart in a coma after an attack um, and then Barry going to meet him in the mindscape 
place. Elsewhere, Joe and Kramer are returning to Just Central City after their honeymoon in Midway City, but they still <laughs> won't talk about the fact Kramer is a metahuman. Eric Dean Seaton directed the episode written by Eric Wallace and Lauren Barnett. What sparked joy? Is his name Seaton? I always thought it was like Stanton. Or whatever. I must no, be like it's dyslexic. Seaton. Okay, I can't read. <laughs> 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 we have been lied to this whole time. <laughs> oh my eyes have been lying to me. Oh, it's you know what? I think it's because there's that Gabrielle Stanton. That's probably why oh, I assumed it was maybe this is the same name. That's probably what it is. Uh anyway, um, I adore Jessica and Jordan. I think they're so great as the tornado not twins, as the tornado sims. <laughs> they're so charming, they're so likable. Um, I immediately felt the connection with them and I connected to their dynamic. It felt very believable. Plus I think this is just a much happier, more well-adjusted Nora. <laughs> you know, just feels like Nora just had a better life. And I'm very happy for her for that. <laughs> Somebody she said they're like, well, how can you blame her before she just grew up with a depressed widow? I'm like, that's so sad. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But now, you know, they've got both parents. She's got a sibling. Um, they are heroes in their own right. Her, her, you know, legacy was not kept from her, et cetera. So it's, it's really nice that you can see all of that very clearly in one scene without it just being spelled out for you right mm -hmm. um also i just loved how we saw <laughs> who is involved in their life and how <laughs> like chester <laughs> thinking maybe he did, like they don't even know him and yet bart is like no you're my bestie and you do my homework for me so don't forget that you have to be doing my homework um so that was really sweet like in in integrating chester into the family uh like kind of unofficially if you will and then on the other hand you had like a barely a hello to caitlin that i was like oh, hi hey, caitlin hey caitlin. yeah exactly and okay, not, okay. not aunt Thanks. caitlin just caitlin i was like oh that's great great for us <laughs> i love that yeah um was my chester uncle chester or was he just chester uh I did, he, did they say uncle chester or just uncle like jay i know for uncle sure. jay yeah okay i, don't they remember say, if I think uncle they chester just say that we've met before yeah they said grandma was cecile yeah. I think just for Chester, I said we've met before. You're the smartest person I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Or or I think it was even more like it was like met before. Like, you're the smartest person I know. We have definitely met yeah. before kind of thing. Um. Anyway, I loved seeing Jay and Joan again. Also, Joan, Joan looked like amazing. Like, I don't know. Her hair looked so good. Even her little like, I think she was wearing doctor clothes. She, she just looked fabulous. I don't know what it was. I don't know what Michelle Harrison was doing that day, but she looked super good. She got and I love speed force. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I love their flirtations vibe. They still have, you know, like they're an old married couple, but they act like a young married couple. I yeah. love that about them. So I said she got the speed force from Jay. Exactly. Exactly. Her curls were all <laughs> bounce, bouncing with speed force. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also loved how gung ho Jay was about helping. That was really sweet. Um, Chester and Allegra, I like. I just think they have a really nice vibe. I appreciate his attempts at cheering her up, um, and even though he didn't know it was wrong. And I'm glad that she told him about what was going on instead of just like keeping it in. Uh, also, I just hope that I don't know. I guess that this latent, latest power level up she had is just like the end of that story. Like I don't know how we got here, but cool. You know, maybe now from now on she'll dedicate herself to finishing what what Esperanza started. Maybe like the flow I can imagine. But it was you know even though it took up too much time. I just like their vibe together. I think they're sweet. So glad Iris is back. Thank you, baby Jesus. Um, I really appreciated Barry, like, reiterating how important she is, how much he needed and missed her, how nothing makes sense without her. Uh, loved her reaction to the kids. Loved that we, that she got to see them, right, in the still force. Like, that was, like, a nice touch, I guess, right? Like, oh, I got to see whatever, everything was going on. I understand. I'm up to, I'm up to speed, if you will. Um, also, I like that 
you know, they had that conversation about what their legacy is. And I thought it was like appropriate, I guess. In that moment, Barry felt like, oh, tragedy is our legacy. Oh, my God. I can't do it. <laughs> and then Iris was there being being the Cecile, if you will, finally snatching back her role from Cecile. Because um, as I was watching the scene, I could just imagine Cecile being like, I need you to be optimistic. I need no! you to keep that optimism. <laughs> so anyway, I'm glad. I'm Have glad hope, is... Barry. <laughs> exactly. Glad Iris is back in her rightful place. Um, also, it was funny, like the scene where they were kind of like grounding the kids, right? Mm-hmm. From oh, yeah. going out and fighting. That was very, you know, like parental. Like that felt, that felt very uh, realistic, but ironic, right? Because it's still, once again, like, mm-hmm. you're not their parents yet. But yeah, okay. it was like awful. lock them Even up with like, the pipeline, like, right? Like, and um, Bart's like reactions was very like older sibling, younger sibling. Because uh-huh. like at first she was like, and was like, she means me, dumbass. Mm-hmm. Like you know, because I'm the older sibling. He's like, no, you're grounded too. She's like, what? And then she like turns like into like, younger <laughs> and pouts. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, finally, thank you, thank you, Cisco, for coming to save the day. Love that. Glad we got to see him again, and that we'll continue to see him for another episode. Um. It was a good, it was a pretty good cliffhanger for Bart. You know, like, oh my God, he's using his speed to keep himself alive. Oh no, what's happening? What if Bart dies before he was ever born? So <laughs> that was, that was like a good uh, cliffhanger. Um, also August being like, surprise, bitch. I was, <laughs> the, the real August heart was in this amnesiac man all along. I guess decent setup for the finale. So like, I'll give them a couple of points there. It was more setup or like better than I thought they could have pulled off by the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I thought this was like a very fun episode. I love Nora and Bart's dynamic. I um, I remember like in Jordan's uh, interviews about his character and, and reading up on it. You know, he was saying about how much of a mama's boy Bart is and how in their interactions, his interactions with Nora, Nora, since they both grew up with both their parents, she would take these like notes from Iris's relationship with Bart and you know, use it and how she handles her brother. So you, I do see that influence, um, Iris's influence in the way that Nora interacted with Bart. Like, for example, when Bart gets, like, super upset and Barry's like, don't call him Thawne. He's like, ah, he is my enemy. And he, like, storms off. And, like, you know, the way that Nora kind of, like, talks to him, like, let's go train. <laughs> you know, let's divert this energy into something positive. <laughs> so, like, that felt like... Um, what Iris has said and done to, to Barry when he's like, you know, not in his right headspace. Um, also, like their little West Allen family speedster roles was really cute. Feels like something that Iris would have come up with. Um, and Nora's like, just remember West Allen speedster role number one, <laughs> you know, protect the timeline, you know, all these like really cute things. And now she is with like Bart. Um, and then, especially like when he runs off to the West House, first of all, because they know the West House. And that just kind of goes to show that they spend a lot of time, especially how they also, um, like you said, their greetings to people. You get to see their relationship with them in the future and how much they loved Grandma Cecile. And that means that Cecile and Joe stay together. Kristen can't home wreck this house. (laughs) 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 It means that Joe came crawling back. Yes. Tail between his legs. When they go, when they do get, like, upset that their grandparents' house is a safe place to go to, and that's where, like, Bart runs to. Um, I love the conversation at the West House, number two, um, and how, you know, much Jay meant to Bart and why he meant so much to Bart and kind of, like, the conversation about, you know, um, 
because Bart does have these like really wild mood swings and he's like impulsive and like goes off and you know Jay was kind of there to kind of help him ground that and and you know like you said like consider it a strength and use it to his advantage I love the little thing like taking off your hat or taking off your your head or whatever and the little move for his little invisible speedster hat um to symbolize like cooling down I thought that was like a really great scene a really great conversation between Bart and Nora um I love that Bart is it was so cute when they were in the speed lab and he's like still frustrated and in in walks like Barry and the Iris and like in the middle of like being in the middle of the scene she's like mom and like just like shoots off and runs toward her um I love like Iris getting to like hug her kids I like that she got up to speed and still force because when we saw um where they were because Barry like Bart and Nora met Barry in speed lab same place where he brings Iris later and so when we saw it in the trailer I was like did she cut does this like a pickup like immediately and how does she know that there's two of them and all this kind of stuff so it makes like a lot more sense seeing it play out um you know i love how we got iris back and um how she met with barry and it's a really nice reunion and hug for them um i love how barry's like you know it's been just a mess without you and even before like when the kids are meeting all, everybody else he's like i just wish iris was here to see them and greet them and like the way they like reunited felt like she was gone for a lot longer. And really it was just like a day. And so Barry was being, like super dramatic. But <laughs> the way that he was just like very happy to see her. Um, I love that, you know, when they go out to face the, the Godspeeds, you know, Barry's like, Iris, I need you on the comms. So you've got Iris in the comms, her kid and her husband's, her kids and her husband in the field. So it just feels like very family-centered um I you know with Chester and Allegra I, I agree with you I think it was I still don't know where they plan to go with this plot but I like mm-hmm. Chester's um recognizing that something is wrong with her um and you know all the little things about like how her coffee's cold and how she called him Chester and not Chuck mm-hmm. uh, all those little like details like he was like really paying attention to her when you know it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of time for anybody else to focus on you know one lone person that's having issues uh, Chester is like that kind of person is there and sees you know what's going on it feels very Barry and Iris but gender swapped <laughs> in oh, a way. yeah yeah and so they're just kind of like really nice that he was able to recognize what was going on with her and kind of like help her um and the little tidbit about how she is not really performing that well because she's channeling Esperanza's emotions, which are fueled by, like, negative feelings. So you kind of get, like, a, a more explanation about how the spectrum of her powers work. So that was interesting. Um, Joe and Kramer, I still, I, I really like their plot. I feel like it's really interesting. Um, I don't know how it fits. <laughs> <laughs> with the rest of what's going on but I like it um and then yeah I agree with you about like the mindscape and getting into the church I like that um when Bart was in trouble and you know Barry allowed Nora back into the field she got back off the bench um and he saved Bart with the same move that Bart used to save Nora at the beginning of the episode so I like that you know little callbacks within the episode Jay and Joan, seeing them in the first place, seeing their dynamic, um, him getting, like, back in the fight. 
all of it. It was a really, really um, fun episode. I think for the 150th, Speedster Field, um, everybody had something to do. So it was really, really good. I completely agree. I was really nervous about this episode because I didn't want to get my hopes up only to be disappointed because the last maybe few episodes have just been sort of subpar. Um, But I think they really delivered. And in terms of it being a milestone episode, it was way stronger than the 100th episode, which I feel like didn't really give very many people their due. I don't as remember that. It, it was should. that during the crisis? Um, no, crisis. it was in it season was like five with the Nora. crossover? No, it was on no. its own. Oh, was that? What was that? <laughs> it was remember. like a lot of Barry and Nora time hopping to oh. find something to defeat. Okay, Sita yeah, it's totally better than, yeah, than that episode. It's way, way better. Everybody got something, and I love that for them. I especially loved seeing, even like, I mean, I g- completely agree about um, Jordan and Jessica playing the roles like perfectly. I love their sibling dynamics so much. Even like the little um, happy dance that they did when Barry's like, yeah, you, you can stay now. They're like, oh my God. That was so cute. <laughs> that was super cute. Just everything that they put into these characters, you can obviously tell they grew up very well loved, very well balanced. Um, they have a great dynamic with each other, even though like, you know, you know, we get the big sister, little brother. I'm so annoyed of you, but I love you to death. Like, beautiful. Um, so I think that they played that perfectly. And especially in the scene with, you know, West Allen sort of grounding their children, like you said, Tati. It was like I was like this casting is just is wild like they're standing facing each other and they're just talking and you can see like the mannerisms too like they they I'm sure that they studied um and all that stuff it was just really nice to see and I it felt very organic (laughs) I feel like I saw a review that I did not click on but it was like and suddenly they have a son that exists randomly I was like it's not random Barry obviously lives and that's why they have two children (laughs) So I feel like that's also a nice reminder that the future for the Flash family is not as bleak as it was pre-crisis, which I immensely love. Um, And I just love the fact that they did manage to include, you know, Jay and Joan. Wally couldn't be there, which sucks, but they gave it like they mentioned him. The fact that they brought him up and gave a reason as to like why he's not there. But I'm glad that they said that he was like meditating and fighting on the psychic plane instead of just like meditating. Like he's meditating, wake his ass up. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, bring him here. What is he doing? So that was nice. It's just kind of like a little nod that yeah, he can't be here, but you know he's here in spirit. Like he's not. He hasn't been not been forgotten. So that's nice. but yeah, man, just everything. Like the the plot was much stronger than I thought it was gonna be. There was enough time to have some fun, um, like fight scenes, like with um, Bart kind of phasing through Godspeed, and uh, that balanced with like showing off the family dynamic really well, showing off the heart to hearts that I've missed so much, um, and even bringing like Jay back into the fold. Even, even though the poor guy's like been here for two seconds, and he's like, "What the hell is happening? I just got my speed." <laughs> It's so funny that, like, when they were talking about him being the, like, Bart's bond because he killed the person that he loved the most, and that was, like, Jay, and Jay was, like, he's, <laughs> like, he's, he's realizing. You know, I also really, really love that that was not, because when he, as soon as he said he's, like, my son, I was, like, oh, my God, did they kill Iris? <laughs> <laughs> but clearly that's that was not the case because, you know. Bart loves his mother and he obviously grew up with her so that was really nice but speaking of um the whole Bart's thon I thought that they did a really good job 
kind of showing us, I know that they told us that Bart (laughs) and Jay were very, very close and we didn't get any like flashback scenes or anything like that. So for such a relationship that we have not actually seen play out on screen yet, feel relevant, even if we didn't Mm -hmm. see those moments, I felt that was to the strength of like Jordan, that performance, like him getting all teary. I was like, man, I feel so affected. And I haven't even seen their dynamic right? play out on screen. So I thought that was really good uh, in establishing um, their relationship, even though, you know, it has not happened yet. Um, so, yeah, just everything about this episode really was, like, done well. You could tell, like, there was a lot of thought to it. It's like they were just holding on to everything for this episode. Um, and I thank them for that because I had a great time. It was not – there was not a dull moment. Everybody got their due. Um mm-hmm. You know, Ira's being back for more than one scene was very, very nice. <laughs> she got to be in on the plot. She got to talk to her children. She got to be a part of their lives and kind of like the group hug was so cute. Um, so, yeah, I really liked this episode. I thought it was strong and definitely even like rewatchable, which I have not done mm-hmm. in so long. What did not spark joy? Well, uh, while I totally agree with you that Jordan gave a fabulous performance and I totally believed him when he talked about Jay, you know, Uncle Jay and and Godspeed being his spawn, I did think it was kind of like a weird switch. Like, I mean, maybe I guess it's nice that Nora gets to live a happier life now, but like she had a very valid reason to hate Godspeed in the other, other timeline when Godspeed killed her best friend in, like in front of her, right? Um, and now it's like, well, instead he killed Uncle Jay in front of Bart, but Bart is like the one that's mainly affected. And I'm like, it was also Nora's uncle Jay. I guess she just wasn't there. And like, that's the difference. Um, and furthermore, it was like not very tension driving because they're like at this exact same time that I'm telling you that my best friend Jay was murdered in front of me, even though I haven't met him yet. Jay has been kidnapped by Godspeed, meaning that obviously he will not die because he has to become uncle Jay to me. So why is this happening right now? Um, so I thought that was like a weird little like, like, yeah, I'm glad that Jay's not going to die. But also, why did you even kidnap him when we you were just telling him you were just telling us what's going to happen to him like 20 years from now or whatever. Um, also, the CGI was just depressingly bad. It was so bad. It was just embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was cringeworthy. But otherwise, it was a good episode. So I don't have anything else to complain about. I like with with regards to the whole Godspeed being Bart's villain thing. I get you with the whole switch from Bart's Nora, but I would like to raise you um, a lot of questions <laughs> about <laughs> why, if August considers himself a god, is his arch nemesis <laughs> like a nineteen year old? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I get True. from Bart's perspective why um, he feels so wronged by Godspeed that this is my thon, but why is Bart his berry? I want to know, <laughs> and I don't know that we really have like a, it's really concrete about why that is. Um, so I mean that's one question I have. Um, I also I get saving the twins for 150 milestone episode. But I also wish that we had less filler. You know, some of the filler, you know, other people-centered episodes were good. But it feels like a lot of Godspeed story and not a lot of time in a finale. Um, So I kind of wish that we had gotten some more of the Godspeed arc a little bit sooner. Um, 
Because I don't really know, like, how I hope, I assume that they're going to be able to fill all this stuff in, um, in time for, like, a West Island wedding by the end of the episode and, you know, some happy moments. Um, so hopefully they can all pull it together in something that is satisfying. And Jordan said they would, so who, we'll see. Um, Justin. And he was <laughs> not, he has not been wrong so far. So hopefully. So far. <laughs> Justin, Joe, and Kristen. I like I enjoy the story. I enjoy the mystery of it, but it just seems like so out of touch with the rest of the plot um, <laughs> that I'm wondering, like, why include this like extra plot that seemingly has nothing to do with the rest of the arc when you already have so much in the actual arc. Um, it just feels like there is, um, you know, a plot to keep Joe sidelined from the rest of the the cast. It feels very Irish season one. I don't know, but at least Joe's gonna do something. So like, let me take that back. Um, but yeah, like I saw on Twitter, someone was like, you know, Joe's like, oh my God, I don't have any service and I can't get to the Central City. It's like, well, we'll just drive there. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so just, I don't know. He wanted to stay on the honeymoon, you know? Just I guess so. I guess so. He's enjoying, <laughs> and Cecile hasn't called him either, so she doesn't care. <laughs> um, and then finally, there doesn't really seem to be as much, like, I'm glad to see that we have Joe and Jay and Joan back. There doesn't really seem to be much of an explanation as to how they survived the cut. You know, I guess we were just supposed to assume that they survived the cut into crisis. Um, I don't know where they're living. I don't know why. If they did survive the cut, they haven't gotten in contact with Barry before now or, you know, what it is. It's just like another unanswered question. Right. And he's like just back for this episode. But I don't really know the how and why of when or where he is. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought, and and Libby on Twitter posed this question. It's like, the timeline doesn't really make any sense because if Jay's powers just reignited after the Speed Force was rebirthed, but it was only like a month ago, I was like, that's that can't be right. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's just sort of been like sitting there. I assumed that he was still going to be from another Earth and they were Maybe just going to bring back the... Because they uh, said that like, he's supposed to connect to Stargirl, right? right. That's why and I thought Stargirl like, is on like the new back. Earth too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get it next yeah. week. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, I thought that there could have been at least like he could have popped up beforehand to sort of be like, I see what's happening with the Godspeed War. I'm sorry, I can't help. And I feel like that would have established him being around, even if he couldn't actually do anything prior to this episode even though i you know i don't know what the logistics were but yeah it didn't make any sense um i did want more from maybe godspeed himself because i feel like the whole twist is that we're gonna get you know a little long villain monologue at the beginning of the next episode but i feel like with him having amnesia and with him running to from 2049 back to the present like maybe like just throw in some answers now and then leave some for later rather than leaving it all to one episode so we get a little bit more about who August Hart is and why he is doing what he's doing um yeah besides that it was it was all good uh what did our listeners think of the episode our listeners thought many thoughts about this episode some of those thoughts included from Sonia. Let's see. I love seeing the glimpse 
of 2049. Oh, first she said that her financial situation is why she had to stop the Patreon membership. And that is okay. We still love you. And we will, you know, send you an illegal copy of her Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. <laughs> Whenever we <laughs> eventually do it. <laughs> anyway, I love seeing the glimpses of 2049 and seeing how different Nora and Bart are with their approach to superheroing superheroing and how she's so exasperated her annoying little brother same chester fanboying over nora and bart was hilarious i love him so much i love how they were like no you are the best and he is so proud i really it's really nice to see how even though this nora isn't the same nora from season five the lessons she has she's learned from that nora uh, from her parents helped shape who she is as a person that's true i like that as well poor bart but godspeed is his thon because of jay dying what is it with this family and evil speedsters killing important people in their lives? <laughs> the West Allen family can't catch a break, can they? Loved how even though Bart was super angry and sad, his entire demeanor changed when he saw Iris. He's definitely a mama's boy. Barry and Iris are doing so well at this parents thing. I love when Barry was like, maybe we need more help. And then Bart comes in all excited. And Iris was like, how long are you eavesdropping? Yes, I love that scene. Uh, Nora is 26, which means she was born in 2023. I was hoping she'd be 28 so that Barry and Iris can get her in now. Becca, um, on Twitter, she gave me like a really good explanation that she could be almost turning 27. So she could be born in, uh, mm-hmm. March, April, which mm-hmm. still tracks. Okay. All right. 26, all right. 27. Look- yeah. So that means like Iris <laughs> is pregnant now. That. Yeah. Yeah. It all lines up. It. Stars <laughs> I really like <laughs> I really like the friendship between Chester and Allegra, even though I thought Esperanza's death was completely unneeded and she didn't deserve to die. I agree. Glad Cisco made a reappearance. I was so upset when I found out Carlos's last episode was before the 150th, so I'm glad they still had him be a part of it. Joe and Kramer's storyline is a tad bit useless, in my opinion, other than to show that Kramer is keeping secrets from other professionals. Um, also to show them coming back to the city while everyone's trying to leave to get away from the Godspeeds. LOL. Talk about an easy commute back into Central City. <laughs> um, who else we got? We got Suara has thoughts as well. Uh, the Flash was actually great this week. Not just because we got the entire West Allen family together. Jessica is back, thank God. Um, Jordan is fantastic Bart, and I love their sibling dynamic so much. Now Iris and Barry can actually be parents. The stuff with Godspeed actually makes sense. I'm so relieved after how subpar the last few weeks have been. This felt truly earned. Even the randomness of Jay being there with his speed back. At first I thought, really? Jay's murder affected Bart? <laughs> but it made sense, especially the way that Jordan, Jessica, and the others played it. Yeah, the acting really sold it there. I'm so satisfied. And Cisco being back. The Allegra Chester, the Allegra Chester subplot, subplot, why can't I read? Was good, but could have been better. Why is she telling them all now about Esperanza's death? Also, I've just lost interest in Joe and Kramer. <laughs> but overall, really love the episode. This is where the show works, writers. Keep it focused on West Allen and ditch the team. <laughs> and then, finally, we have Anita. <laughs> I am overwhelmed, ladies. Cue the Kermit <laughs> oxygen meme. <laughs> You're telling me that next Tuesday I get to see West Allen Speedster family spot fight together and Barry and Iris renew their vows and Cisco officiate? Wake up Jenna from her long-ass nap. It's time to be Iris's flower girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, here oh I, have just I wonder what excuse they'll have that, that Jenna can't be at the wedding. <laughs> right? Oh my God, no, they better have her. I can't, I can't. I have enough in the tank for a bulleted list of things that spark joy. 
Nora taking down a Godspeed with a lightning lasso. I totally forgot to say that. The lightning lasso was amazing. Yes, I love lightning lasso. And then after that, they lost their budget. But for a second, the lightning <laughs> lasso was awesome. Um, Bart phasing through a Godspeed. Yes, that was very... Um, that was like the greatest episode of Power Rangers I've ever seen. Hungry, hungry speedster siblings. Bart and Nora's dance of joy when Barry said they could stay. Chester's the smart person they know, and he's Bart's math tutor. A level-headed, rational Nora who loves her mom. Yes, Nora 2.0 superior. Um, Bart running to hug Iris first. Pant, pant. Um, Chester <laughs> building the device with his father's design. Oh, yeah, I love that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barry charging up the device on his own. And Cisco. I had to laugh at the way the West Elm kids hugged almost everyone else, but just waved politely to Caitlin from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe it was Danielle's choice to maintain as much social distance from people since she has a newborn. That's true. You just made it less fun, but you're probably right. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. She can... danced pretty closely with That's true. Chilblain. You know what? It's back to being fun. It's back to being fun. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this villain hero debate between Barry and August Hart. He doesn't seem like a killer at all in this form. Um, and I do hope Allegra comes around. I just like seeing my adorable son, Chester, getting things taken out on him. He's Lately, he's taking the brunt of whatever ails her. Is Kramer going to confront this weird thing about her not dying? I'd say season eight, but she's a w- woman of color. So, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> all right. So, that's uh, that. Amazing. Uh, I did want to add that I forgot in my like section is uh Everybody mentioned Barry and Iris parenting, but I did like that they were like very communicative about how they wanted to handle their children versus like season five with Barry, like, I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, (laughs) so true. So true. So that evolution growth. Um, I also want to see like in the bloopers how long it takes Jessica Parker Kennedy to say fuck boom boom (laughs) without messing up. Um Lady with Gumption of the Week. Who do we choose from Legends and Flash? I want to go with Astra from Legends. Just for the go-kart chase. <laughs> I mean, she really put her all into being to be in labor union, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for with that. For the people. Astra for the people, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the Flash, Nora 2.0. <laughs> I, I want to say Nora 2.0 for getting her life together. For, for mm-hmm. like, as was said before, taking the lessons learned by Nora 1.0 and incorporating them into her, her own life. Looking out for her baby bro. Mm-hmm. Facing off against Godspeeds. I'm down. Yeah. She was like the field trip guardian into the past because she's the older <laughs> yeah. sister. So, yeah. All right. Well, who's the uh, the finalist? Who's the, the choice? The only fin- they're both finalists. Yes, yes, that's true. You're right. <laughs> that is true. Who's the winner? Who is the winner? The choice for this week. Oh. Hmm. Anyone want to vote? I still want to go Astra because Astra. It was Astra like chasing him through the set to get him on, so that he he could like he was he was like running away from getting back on the set and so she kind of drove him there and he took over from there and saved the episode and saved like the day so i would go with astra all right let's do it astra wins astra for the win this week on lady with gumptions lady with gumptions yes (laughs) we have many gumptions we have many gumptions so true (laughs) 
<laughs> Tune back in next week where we'll talk about the Flash finale and another uh, ridiculous, crazy episode of Legends of Tomorrow. You can always find us at DCTV Gumption where you can follow our live tweets and at ladieswgumption at gmail.com. You can send us all your thoughts and asks on ladieswgumption.tumblr.com. And until next week, fare thee well. Goodbye. Bye.